Listen, you know one thing for sure is it's going to be hot in Kentucky this summer. It always is. But our friends at Fayette Heating and Air have your back. Fayette Heating and Air is celebrating 50 years. A 50th year anniversary. That means they've been around since 1971. Math. Fayette Heating and Air has continued to deliver quality service and back it up with the best guarantees in the business. Their HVAC installations are simple. They'll send out a comfort advisor to help you find your right comfort level and walk you through the replacement process. Their straightforward pricing guide eliminates guesstimates that plague the HVAC industry so you know exactly what you will pay for with no hidden fees or charges. Fayette also has flexible financing offers from same-as-cash payments to low monthly options so you can afford the comfort you want. Best of all, it's 100% free. No obligation estimate, so you really have nothing to lose. For Chillbillies listeners, call them directly at 859-203-7476 to schedule your free estimate. Whether you need new AC immediately or just shopping around, Fayette Heating and Air is there for you. Call today. This is the Chill Billies Podcast. I am your host, Todd Porter. I'm joined by my co-host, George Fitz. We're just a couple of Eastern Kentucky kids living in California trying to stay connected to home. So sit back, relax, and join us while we talk to some interesting people from the bluegrass. Some serious, some not so serious, some downright silly. shaking people in this week's podcast we talked to my good friend from transylvania university brian schmidt aka cousin deke aka deke aka the freak brian uh, talks to us about his time in the radio world as a dj and transitioning to be a full-time voiceover artist now where you have undoubtedly heard his voice before so enjoy Brian Schmidt. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? When's the last time I saw you? Uh, you know what? It was, because um, the only reason I know, because I had the anniversary thing pop up on Facebook the other day. And uh, <laughs> it was 20, I guess 2015. Is it that long I, ago? That doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Yeah, no, it, it was, I think it, it may have even been 2014, but at the very earliest was 2015. Yeah. Okay. Lakers game. Yep, Lakers game. And that you forced me to go to, and I'm so glad you did. Remember, I tried to get out of it all day long. You remember that? <laughs> you don't remember that? I all don't day long. I, was like, yeah, I just no. know that I, I just know that you were gonna be in town and I was so happy to see you that I was I know, like, and I'm, I'm, I was like, dude, you're I, going. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm so glad that he wouldn't because you you kept saying, um I was I was so hungover. We'd all gone out the night before. And it's all these guys that I work with, but you know we got, we never see each other because you know they're all over America, and so we'd gone out the night before, and 
I don't know if we went to that clown stripper bar or porn star karaoke, some insane L.A. thing. Jumbo it was clown, the porn star. No, Jumbo's you told me. You told me it was the porn star karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our hotel was right across the street from Vivid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, and then all day I had meetings, and you kept texting me. You're like, dude, we'll be there. Come on. And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And you're like, nah, whatever. I'll have. And then you, then I was like, I think you could tell I wasn't gonna make it. So you even sent a car. Like when I got back from the meetings. There was a guy in like a Lincoln Town car out front. And he's like, "Are you Mr. Schmidt?" And I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" That was That's back when just... Uber was like a new thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I don't and, and if Uber. somebody showed up, they were going to be in a black car, and it was going to be nice. Yeah, right. And you, you guys remember when that like, shit started? Oh yeah. yeah. I couldn't say no just, to that. I just texted my guy. I was like, "Dude, go get him." Yeah. No, I would have said. Uh, no to an uber but it was the you know that town car showed up i'm like all right and that's why i rolled in everybody you all were dressed all nice and i had that t-shirt on and shorts and no i remember you saying oh man i'm sorry i was like i don't care yeah it's not a thing so yeah i'm glad we did that and um yeah that was at least six years ago so you don't know george and you don't know jake and so, so i figured the way we could start this out is just kind of tell them your story and we'll go before from there. I forget though, because I may forget later on. I wanted to tell you that uh, Matt Jones was making fun of Ka's a Trancy on KSR this morning. I want to tell you that before I forget. I oh, dude, I don't, I don't pay attention to that guy. I was uh, I was heard it this morning. I'm like, he's son of a bitch. After all, uh, well, I did. I don't even remember him. Was he there while we were there? No, no. He, I think his, I think he got there. His freshman year was the year after we were gone. I think he's four That's years. That's good for him. Though. He'd probably had a hard time. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, he, he started, uh, his freshman year would have been 95, 96. I actually sent him an email to see if he'd like to come on the podcast and he did not respond. That's a shocker. The, um, he but probably no, yeah, gets so a couple of those. I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky and graduated from Tate's Creek and then went to Trancy cause my girlfriend went there. The only reason I went there had no Who was that then. And why don't I know that now you didn't because we broke up like our freshman year. Like we, we, we stayed together for a couple months and then broke up Jennifer Miller. Okay. She was a year ahead. Oh, of I us. remember you. Okay. Yeah. But I remember yeah. Jennifer. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and then I dated Ryan for the rest of the time. But anyway, the, uh, went trancy and then, uh, I was drunk. I graduated with a degree in philosophy and religion and a minor in sculpture. And then, uh, that happened. Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. And, uh, with Florence Thorne, baby. That's a flow Thorne. You ever remember remember Flo? I love that lady. She's awesome. She was the best. And you know, she was rich. You know what? Do you know about Florence getting hit by a drunk driver? What? Yeah. That happened like while we were there, she got hit. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Bad traffic accident. And, uh, it affected the part of her brain where if you have an idea, you could like conceptualize it and then visualize what it's going to be like. And she couldn't do that anymore. And she was an artist. So it kind of, you know, messes up your career. But uh, yeah, she got a big insurance settlement anyway. Um, <laughs> and then after graduation, I was in a bowling alley, was at South and bowling lanes. And there was a guy that was a DJ there and he was kind of drunk and obnoxious. And he was, I said, dude, anybody could do that. I did that in college. I was on WTLX. So, I, you know, I can do that. 
And he's like, why don't, why don't wait, wait, WTLX. You guys know what WTLX is? You That's should true. know. Jake. That's, That's come on, Jake. Radio station. That's campus radio, man. Yeah, we have campus radio. Yeah, they still have that, but now it's all digital. It's like a real thing. The um, but anyway, so I went up and did that, uh, did that, and because uh, he was drunk and obnoxious, and they hired me to work at Oldies One Hundred Three, which was a thing <laughs> back then. And then I moved to Double Q. Yeah, then, you were at, you got to Double Q while I was still at Trancy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you remember, I did that. I mean, ninety six. I, I did that fifth year. Oh, you right. did? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like a and full so, fifth year? That's right. I didn't know that. Yes. And so I, I did, did that. Uh, yeah. I did summer school. And it was golf with the uh, coach Harry. What was his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Harry Stevenson. Yeah. I had to take golf in summer school. And when I signed up for it, I didn't have golf clubs. I hated golf. Never played golf in my life. And when I signed up, I said, hey, I'm left-handed. And they said, don't worry. They'll have left-handed clubs. And when I got there for the first day, I said, I don't have any clubs. And he was like, God damn. And so he walked <laughs> over and opened the trunk of his car. And he's like, grab some clubs. And I was like, well, are there any left-handed clubs? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, I was told there'd be left-handed. And he's like, well, there's not. So you're right-handed now. So I played uh, a whole month of golf in summer school right-handed. So so when when Harry was the golf coach at Trancy and, and I was on the golf team, so I was like the alternate. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I was, you know, you had, you had the studs, you had the Benji Marses of the world. Right. Right. And then you had, when, uh, somebody had to stay back for an exam, they called me to show up and play. Really? Right. A lot. Like it happened I, a I lot. Say, I, I mean, I, I was on you, the team. I was on the team. I was like right. the sixth or seventh guy, you know, and there was always guys that, you know, but we had a, we had a pretty good team. Uh, mm-hmm. my first match that I played in, we went somewhere, I don't remember, and it was like one of those deals where, as you recall, we liked to drink a lot, and we would go. And so I get a call in a morning after we had all done something the night before, and it's like, hey, let's go. You're up. You got to play. Such and such has to stay back, and I go up, and we show up, and I'm just dragging ass. We walk around. I shoot. I come in, and I hand Harry my card. And he right. looks at it and he goes, ha, double dog balls. What? 88. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. Rough, rough day or whatever. And we get up to the, when they, to the, to the scoreboard and the guy's writing the scores in. And I look up and it says Transylvania University. And it's like, it says Brad Bowman. Tommy Campbell, uh, you know, on and on. And it gets down to me, and it says, Scott Porter. <laughs> and I said, and Harry's standing with me, and I said, Harry, who the hell's Scott Porter? He said, well, that's you. <laughs> I was like, no, my name's Todd. He said, your fucking name's Scott until you shoot better than 88. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably doing you a favor. So, yeah. So, anyway, so you're at Double Q, and that's when uh, the likes of Bart Nunley and I would come over. You're doing the swing shift at Double Q. Oh, I started out there, yeah, midnight to six. Midnight to six, and we would go over and crash in with you and hang out. Mm -hmm. Everybody would show up because everybody would be out drinking, and the bars would close at one back then. Yes. And then I let you all come in and bring beer and stuff, and we would just sit around and play things. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, and we just uh, sit around and play music, drink beer in the middle of the night, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and we get away with it back then. And I tried to do that same stuff years later when I got to like Cincinnati and Cleveland, and it did not go well. I got a call one night. I went in drunk after the you know at this point I was in Cleveland when this happened. I was like, oh, is that a David Allen Co show? And I was walking home, <laughs> and yeah, uh, you're damn sure drunk after that. Yeah, I was walking. Well, I wasn't walking home. I was just walking back, and then past the radio station. Back then, it was in downtown, right in the middle of. Uh, of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And so I went in and kicked the uh, overnight guy off and I ended up playing like a 29 minute fish song and a bunch of stuff that would never be played. And I was like, that was fun. You know, the next so you day, went in the middle of the night and you took the DJ that was on and you just said, get the yeah, fuck out. Dude. I told get him to get the hell out of there. Get out. And I started playing that stuff. And man, like on a Sunday afternoon, I get a call. What the fuck? I mean, this guy's going off. And at the time, I didn't know. I was still young. I didn't know how it worked where there were services that would tell you every single song that is played on a radio station 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the boss that was in Pittsburgh at the time, uh, he checked them every day. And for one of them, years later, he told me that he was laughing. For the fish song, they had written unidentified fish song really long <laughs> like they had no idea what, they knew it was fish but they couldn't tell what it was and i was like yeah but uh yeah so i was a double q and then um went to ebn in cincinnati and loved it there but when i was there everybody that else that worked there i was doing seven to midnight and everybody else that worked there had been there literally since the 70s so i knew you know when you look around you're like until these guys die they're not going anywhere there's no room for advancement here like i'm not gonna i'll be doing seven to midnight for 20 years and so that's why we went to cleveland and i did mornings in cleveland and then uh how was that how was mornings though i hated it i mean i was so not a morning person well i know that's why i'm asking yeah oh dude i was i was not good at it i had contempt for the audience like when the (laughs) when when the because people would call and I would think in my brain I'm like who the hell calls a, a radio show at six thirty and what the hell's wrong with you? you know like I would go into every call thinking well, what's wrong with this idiot <laughs> that they have the mindset that this is some people do you're so, your audience <laughs> yeah I hated them and the boss even said he's like look when people wake up like you're there to like make them laugh like be funny but also you can you know kind of be nice because no one likes being yelled at first thing in the morning and that's what you're doing you're just yelling at people all morning and I'm like well if they weren't so goddamn stupid I wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> so that didn't work out and that's when we came to Dallas in 2003 and that's when I left being on the air. I was tired of it anyway. And plus, at this point, I had two kids and um, all that, you know, blue humor and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not a prude or anything, but I'm like, I can't be on the radio doing all this and having kids at home and all that. So that's when I took myself off the air and became a creative director. So, like, when I came to hang out with you in L.A., that's that's what I was doing. I was a creative director for... All of uh, Dallas, or iHeartMedia in Dallas. Is that what you're still doing? No, I left that, and right after I got back from L.A., um, I started uh, working from home and became a full-time voiceover person. Oh, great. So that's that's what I do now. I've done for, I I was doing a little bit, you know, when I saw you in L.A., I was doing a little bit here and there, but that's, um, I ramped it up pretty substantially after that and so you know i've got agents and 
LA and New York and Dallas. And uh, I've got a studio here in the house and that's what I've been doing for a long time. I, you know, it's great to be able to work from home I and mean, everybody's working from home now, but I started working from home right when we had Cassidy. So about five years ago, she's five. So it's just, that's been great. Cause I've worked so much with the other kids that I feel like I missed out on a lot. And now, you know, I'm here with her all day long. She's in preschool now, but it's yeah. been really good. And plus it's a great, you know, it's just a good, good way to live. Well, I, I never miss an opportunity to name drop. And so, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's funny. Um, uh, you know, a lot of actors do the voiceover stuff too. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I know a guy, Dylan Bruno, who was, uh, he was on the show numbers, um, oh yeah, yeah we uh, talked about that guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but well, mm-hmm. that's my other buddy. It's funny. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm buddies with one uh, Lemmy Ballard who's on that show. But I, I got to know Dylan Bruno who's also on that show separately. Like, really, total happenstance, which yeah. is really weird. I know, but still, great dude, kamikaze skier. But like, he has been doing some stuff. Like he's been the the local voice for Chevy on commercials for years now. Yep. Like that one job alone, he's like, yeah. dude. <clears throat> I mean, that's I why mean, I got into it, to be honest with you. And I'll make this story super quick, but when I was still on the air, there was a sales girl and she was losing her mind because the guy that was supposed to do the voice of this Coke commercial wasn't showing up. And she's like, can you do it? I mean, I, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. So I did it. And then like a couple of days later, she came over and she's like, oh, my gosh, Coke loves it and they want to use it nationally. And I was like, well, cool. Good job. Great. You know, great for you. And she's like, well, they want to know what you want. And I'm like, I don't know. Some free Coke or whatever. <laughs> Case and of so, beer. <laughs> yeah. And so like I get this big box from Coke, like, thank you so much. Da, da, da. I'm like, right on. And a couple of weeks go by and I talked to this girl who was a professional voiceover actress. And was telling her about it. And she's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. What they what they give you? And I said, ah, I just asked for some free Coke. And she's like, you dipshit. She goes, if I had done that, that's a minimum $12,000. Twelve grand is what I would charge for that. And I was like, no shit. Just for that? And Did you call uh, me up and say, hey, I was just kidding. Give me that twelve grand." So, yeah, and I was like, well, God, what am I doing wasting my time with this? So that's when I decided I was going to be a voice person. And, uh, and so that's just a session fee because you still get paid every time it runs, right? Well, now that would be, I mean, that, so when uh, something like that, that's going to air so many markets and all that, they'll walk into it knowing that if you say no, there's going to be 5,000 people behind you that'll say yes. Mm-hmm. So in a big job like that, they're not going to pay like the actual, they're going to negotiate off on the side. They're like, Hey, you know, if we they're gonna kind of the, like buy you out basically. Right. I mean, yeah, kind of, they'll just be like, look, if you want to do this, we'll give you 12 grand and we'll, you know, next time we re when we refresh it, we'll call you back. Da, 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 da. And so you're going to say yes. I mean, yeah, if they paid like every time it ran and all that, it would get kind of insane. The only people I think that still do that are movie trailers. I think movie trailers still actually pay like per screen and per airing mm-hmm. and all that movie. trailers. I thought that like, was like a union thing, like a, you know, sad it is, thing. But they go around it. I got it. They'll say so- they don't. But they're lying, you know. Yeah, got it. So you'll get a, you'll, you'll well, see I was going to tell a story about a buddy books. of mine real quick. That um, uh, so you know, Brian, you're living the dream, definitely. Um, so a, a friend, you know, so I, I, my background is in visual effects. So I've 
we have a little bit in common that we both have worked for a lot of advertising agencies, I'm sure, as clients. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I worked in visual effects for about 20 years, and that's how I ended up in L.A., and anyway, uh, I was living in Chicago. I went to school up there, and I was living in Chicago working down there. And a buddy of mine who I worked with was an audio assistant. And I, I worked for this post house, and so he was an audio assistant there. I was, like, you know, slinging tapes around, nighttime shift, doing, you know, dubbing back in those days of, like, three-quarter-inch oh, cassettes yeah. and VHS cassettes <laughs> and all that good stuff. So, you know, working all night. And and uh, and so uh, a, a buddy of mine who was there, who was also named Brian, became the Pillsbury Doughboy. Really? And yeah. Like so guy? he was in a band. You know, so 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 his whole <laughs> yeah. thing, yep. <laughs> so his whole thing was, you know, he was a musician. He was trying to make it. And he was doing this on the side. And he recorded the scratch track. They did all the Pillsbury Doughboy stuff with us. And he mm-hmm. recorded the scratch track. And then the guy who'd been doing the Doughboy for like, you know, 50 years or something like that finally retired. And the agency liked Brian scratch track, and so they invited him to try out, and he got the damn job, and he quit. and And then last time I talked to him, he's like, "George, I'm making three times what I made, you know, working at the post house, and I'm working yeah. two days a month. Right. And so I'm just doing my music, making awesome money, working two days a month. And I was like, man, how the hell do you get that job? That's the job yeah, it, I want. It's crazy. You, I mean, there's some your like, voice doesn't sound like his. That's 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 the problem. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I can't boy, wait. I, now, like all those years, I was like, now when you need somebody with a good hillbilly accent, I'm your guy. Like I told all my clients, I was like, you know, you don't hesitate. I'm your man. Call me. Yeah. Nobody ever name called me. I was going to ask you about that. If being out in L.A., how many times people say something about? Because I'm in in Texas and all people say stuff to me all, all the time, time. constantly, all the time. But it's always good. It's always, always good. good. It's all yeah, like, you know, oh, I love your accent. I got thing. Yeah, like, if, like it. If, if it wasn't for this accent, I don't know that I'd have ever got laid. I'll tell you that. Really? Right now. Well, the the funny thing is, I always get accused Texas. And, yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm well, like, you got, well, you don't, I don't really. I, I mean, I'm obviously got an accent, but it's a little different than than back not, home. I think you've got more of a South Carolina accent. Really, I'd be you know, honest with you. Uh, yeah, South Carolina, I mean, Georgia, that kind of area. I don't. Yeah, like a, like more of a draw than a twang, right? Yeah, uh-huh. well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just know that it, it tends to be different. I think a lot of that's got to do with dad doesn't sound that way, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm always so close and around dad so much <laughs> growing up that you know, I think I, he's. It's just a little more neutral. Is all I ever thought about it was. You know, it's obviously there out here. It sticks out like a sore thumb. But oh yeah, it's not like. I got you booked know. on a uh, a thing for Mercedes, and uh, it was all these German guys that were doing the <laughs> session. Duh. And uh, they, uh, and it was weird, man. It, uh, apparently, in Germany, drone racing is freaking huge. Drone racing, really? Yeah. So Mercedes Benz is the sponsor. Uh, engineers, you know, of uh, the whatever, whatever Don't German drone racing it's like a big deal and they do it during the soccer off seasons so when those giant like Bayern <laughs> so Munich stadiums not playing closed, soccer they light up all the tunnels and stuff at these stadiums and fly these drones it's insane like i've watched it and I'm i've like, seen some crap. of that stuff but i, I, yeah, I couldn't pinpoint it being in germany yeah so they're flying up through the things like anyway i was the voice of it and one of the guys in a real heavy german accent he goes where where are you from you don't sound uh it's very you have a very regional Sound is voice sounds like a nickel rattling around in a bucket. 
Clang, 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 clang. I'm like, that's that's not great. <laughs> it's like, you getting paid to speak? Yeah. He was kind of, it was not it's a more, great. It's they, more than a nickel, fool. I did it, but it was not my favorite. They did not uh, have me back for the next season of German drone racing, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I've gotten to do it. Did you, did you watch? Well, you probably saw this stuff. The, um, I always loved doing this stuff back in Kentucky. Um, like when I did the I am Rupp Arena video that played before all the home UK games. I didn't know that. I didn't know you did. Yeah, that. you can go to YouTube and type in just in the search I am Rupp Arena, and uh, there was a video uh, that played right before every home game. And when uh, was this? I, I recorded it the morning after the 2016 election, and it played that season. And the rest and the hunt, the rest of that season and the entire season after that. Well, we'll all and, remember that day. And so, the, yeah, I was so hungover. 2016. So, hungover. so was that, um, I'm trying to think, was that, um, uh, that was Tyler Ulis, his sophomore year, right? Jamal Murray? Um, I guess that was a good year. I'm terrible. Well, 15, I'm terrible, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Ewell's the sophomore year for sure because 15 was the year they got beat up by Wisconsin in the Final Four. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it. And then the the they've got a new one this year, though, or for, for the last season. And, um, oh, man, who'd they have do it? They had, uh, like, a former basketball player do it. And I, it didn't – I don't know. I didn't like it. I mean, it wasn't me. It's not me you. It's still, not you. But, and then I did the uh, the ESPN uh, SEC storied on Kentucky baseball. Kentucky so anytime baseball, there was an SEC storied on Kentucky baseball. I didn't know that. Yeah, it. Uh, you can watch it now on the app. Like you won't see it. SEC Network will replay it every once in a while. But if you have ESPN uh, app, just type in Kentucky baseball, and uh, yeah, it was like a full hour show. I think you need to do one on Trancy baseball. <laughs> I know. I will That'd do be it. Awesome. I'll do it. If, uh, Jake had Jake had eleven strikeouts on Sat- was Saturday or Friday? It Did you really? That's you know, Friday. Friday night. It's Friday. Yeah, good, good on you, Jake. By the he's way, the, congratulations. He's, he's, he's the number. He's the number game. one. Yeah, I'm going for it's, twelve tomorrow. I guess you, you had the slider uh, working, huh? What's your record this year? I'm four and zero. Oh. Four and zero. Oh. See, there you go. He followed up ten strikeouts with eleven strikeouts. And you're going and, for twelve. Uh, he's topping out around ninety-two on the gun. <clears throat> so and, how uh, how many games are you guys playing? Like, I never follow how many like Trancy baseball. How many games are they playing a season? So like a D three season's forty games, and then this okay. year because of COVID, I don't know. We're like the only conference that's doing it, but that's even playing. We're no, no, no. Everybody's playing, but we're the only conference that is going like conference only because of COVID. So we got forty HCAC oh, games, and our okay. conference is like. Like the bottom half of the conference is brutal, like like brutal. Like I've I, every game that I've pitched except for last Friday has been against the bottom half team, and it's just been ridiculous how bad they are. Hmm. But then like the top three, like us, Earlham, and Franklin, and then uh, Hanover's in there too. Are just they're, we're pretty solid. So who else? Yes. Who else is in your conference? It's it's us, Earlham, Franklin, Hanover, Defiance. Uh, Mount St. Joseph. Yeah. Mount no, it's all Ohio. north. It's all Bluff north. Science. Yeah. We're it, the, wasn't we're like, the... it wasn't like when we were there and it was us and Georgetown and Cumberland. Mm-hmm. 
Oh and, yeah, because they're not because they're yeah. NCAA right, now. Right, right. Yeah. And Lindsey Wilson and oh, there you go. <laughs> and I U P U I Thomas Moore. Uwe Pui. Thomas Moore was no center was Division three. Although we'd go down there and whip their ass every year. Was Thomas Moore? Uh, no, Thomas Moore was Division II NCAA. We were in we were in AI Division Moore. I got remember Bertie went to Thomas Moore for a little while sophomore year. We had Berea and Brescia, oh. Pikeville. And oh yeah, I forgot about them. Pikeville, yeah, we had Pikeville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pikeville had some good teams while I was there. Um, uh, but Georgetown, Georgetown was always our rival, man. That was. You know, I have found, and I don't know if it's true for you guys. Like, this is a good example. Growing up there. Like I wasn't important. You you know this. Like I like I go to transy basketball games and all that, but I didn't really give a damn about basketball. And my I parents, know, but you were good buddies with John Mark, and, yeah, and yeah. we were friends. And we grew up and, together. And, and, yeah. But my point is, like, once I moved far away, you know, now see, I'm wearing this UK shirt. I mean, now that once you move far away from Kentucky, <laughs> it's like you gravitate back to things that make you feel more connected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get to talk yeah. about this with Kentucky people very much that have gone so far. I mean. And, you know, Dallas is far away, but you guys going out to L.A., I mean, that's that's as far well, away. You, almost well, well I went to Hawaii first. That's right. Yeah. And, then I, and then I came about halfway back. Mm-hmm. And so. T. Porter Maui, baby. That's right. But well, don't you, do, you, do you all feel that? Do you see that? That people, you become more, like, you become more connected or. or uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that. I think that was the idea behind this. Yeah. I mean, completely. I mean, that was the premise from the beginning was to kind of do that. Um, well, I mean, Kentucky's exploded culturally in the last couple of years, especially musically with Sturgill and Tyler and all those guys. Well, so you got Sturgill, Tyler, Stapleton. Um, you know, two of those guys are painful guys. That's what's unbelievable. Yep. That's oh, too painful. I'm, gonna, I'm getting my second COVID shot on this Monday, and then I got front row. I got a front row table dead center at Billy Bob's, Texas. For Dwight Yoakam on Friday. Oh, sweet. Holy shit, dude. I've yeah. seen him out here at least 10 times. Yeah. yeah. But he um, gets better. He's one of the few guys that, that, that actually has still sounds good. And it's because he didn't oh, he destroy his body back in the uh, 80s and 90s. So many of those guys can't do it anymore. And he, uh, I think Todd just, see you live. <laughs> My Mac almost died. Oh, did it? The uh, See, people but to, mess to, with to, my to, equipment, and I look down and I get the notification on my Mac. Hey, you better plug that son of a bitch in, or it's going dead right now. And I look yeah. down, and my brick is out of my uh, power supply down there. And oh, yeah, there you go. same shit right now. I'm just plugged in my. <laughs> so, but but you know, to your point about you know being connected to Kentucky when you when you move away, I think you're right because like Kentucky people find each other. You know, like Porter and I are a good example. Like I hell, you know, he's from Paintsville, I'm from Hazard. I, we didn't know each other. But you know we, how we met? You know how we met? I do not. Crafton. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, because Crafton knew George growing up, and obviously he he's and I from were good friends. He's yeah, from Hyman. And we were out here. We he, we were living in Santa Clarita, which is basically just north of. Uh, uh, Studio City, you know, 15 minutes north of Studio City up there. And yep. and he's like, hey, I got a buddy. He lives down where were you in Redondo or Hermosa? Hermosa or, Beach. He was yep. in Hermosa. He's like, I got a buddy down Hermosa. Let's go hang out. And we went down, hung out, and George and I were immediately like, yeah, I like, like you. Yeah, that's good. I like you, dude. And yep. that was it, you know. So we kind of stayed in touch ever since. And, but 
I don't. I see Kentucky stuff. You know, Georgetown uh, relocated all their Toyota people down here to to Dallas in the last year, and um, so I see Kentucky stickers and Kentucky license plates all over the place. Wait, did they? The, what did they close the plant, or did they just no? They still have the people? plant, but they they sent um, over two thousand families down oh, wow. here. Yeah, I mean, it was well, like... they start a new over, plant or something? Yeah, they built a new place okay. and, and sent a whole okay. bunch down. That makes and, sense. Um, and they've st- been a steady stream since then. But, um, so it's kind of cool seeing... I, you know, I'm not like you. Like, I don't... Like, I feel like I got to this point in life where I had enough friends and just kind of capped it off. I don't meet new people. And then the well, wife... I, I the can wife see just, that from you. Yeah, I'm like oh, that yeah. now. The wife said the other day, she's like, so-and-so wants us to go out to dinner with them. I'm like, oh, I don't... You know, you can... <laughs> <laughs> but I I got enough. I'm good. I'm good. I met. I got two. You know, good friends down here, and uh, I'm pretty full. Pretty filled up. Yeah. I don't. I'm just not that social. Well, no, that's always been true, though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've always kind of here's my here's I mean, my like little here's my group, and uh, yeah. as long as I hang with that, I'm good. Uh huh. And if it's a choice yeah. between hanging with new people or not, I'll probably just stay at the house. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you're the opposite of that. Absolutely, and that's great. And that's great for what you for what you do. But yeah, I was going to ask you all, you guys about that because I I have found that over time, like growing up, I didn't give a rat's ass about Kentucky basketball. But now I follow it really closely, and it's just I think it's just a connection that you know it's it's still every game's on TV down here. Well, Texas yeah, is you know, not it, a basketball state. At all, but it, it, it amazes it me all. too. Just going to see, like you know, talking about going to see Dwight. Um, you know, like I've mm-hmm. seen Dwight with Todd a bunch, and you know, there's always a ton of Kentucky people there. You know, you go see Tyler Childers. I, you know, I saw Tyler Childers uh, back before COVID hit, and it was like everybody in the damn place was from Kentucky. I was amazed in the middle of LA. Mm-hmm. You know, when he sang "Honky Tonk Flame," and you know, and he says a fellow from Eastern Kentucky, the whole place just erupted, and yeah. I felt like I was back home. And mm-hmm. so I, Kentucky people find each other, you know, no matter where we are, we find each other. I've got a, you know, Kentucky basketball or, you know, University of Kentucky license plate placard, even though I didn't go there. But, um, you know, I do bleed blue, baby. But, uh, I mean, I, it's like constant. It's anytime so, I go anywhere, somebody's always grabbing me and saying something. So, Schmidt. Um, yes, sir. I, I don't think I've ever told you this. So. My niece, Ashley, and, and you know, again, you talk about coming to Trancy basketball games. Mom and dad would come to the basketball games, and they, they'd have those, you know, you know, four- and two-year-old girls with them dressed up in their little Trancy cheerleading outfits, you know, oh, my yeah. nieces, right? And the mm-hmm. oldest one, Ashley, who's 30 now or something like that's that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Let's, that, that's not the point of the story. <laughs> uh, she, she'll, she'll listen to this and call me up or text me, asshole, or something, but – the uh, we so we all go into Paintsville for her wedding, and this is six eight years ago. I don't know. I mean, it's a while back, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and we go in, and well, let me think. Harrison was three, so he's not yeah. So six years ago, and we go in and we get all dressed up. They got this outdoor wedding and she's been telling me for years, you got to meet my friend. He's incredible. He's going to be a star someday. This, that, and the other, he's playing my wedding. He's doing this. He's doing that. I'm like, I've heard that shit before. 
mm-hmm. dime a dozen for your somebody's buddy who's going to make it in the music business, right? Yeah, yeah they are. Dime a dozen. I've heard it a thousand times. Stop wasting my time. I'm literally telling her this, and she's like, you don't understand. I was like, you don't understand. You're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about in pure Porter fashion. And yeah. she's like, and she's like, okay, whatever. And so I get there and I look up and here's this redheaded kid. They're outside and all the chairs are lined up. And here's this redheaded kid sitting up on the porch of this house. They're doing this thing at, and he's getting his guitar tuned up. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go say hi. You know, I've, you know, I'm into music. I have a band. I think I'm cool, whatever. And I go over and I got my boys with me and I'm like, boys, I'm like, Hey, I'm Todd. I'm Ashley's uh, uncle. He's like, Oh, I heard about you. My name's Tyler. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, these are my boys and he was super not nicest guy. You can tell he's shy, but he's really yeah. nice and whatever else. And he kind of looks at me and says, well, Hey, look, man, I, I kind of got to get ready for this. Cause he's going to play like pre-ceremony and then reception. Mm-hmm. So he's going to like play before, while people are showing up just yeah. out on this porch with him and an amp. I'm like, that's cool, man. And I'm walking off and he starts playing and he sings the first note. And I stopped in my tracks and turned around and said, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) She was right. And I went straight over. (laughs) I I went in the house where she was interested. Went in and was like, hey, listen, I just want to tell you, I heard that boy sing out there. Yeah. You probably on to something on that. And then it was, and then he started doing bars and everything. And then next thing you know, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, He's Kentucky else, man, man, it's uh it's really and you and it's funny we we also get credit for John Prine that's been all over, you know, because it was yesterday was the one year yeah. anniversary of his yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw him at the Greek Theater, um, three years ago, and he, I was on even the though second he never row. Lived in Kentucky, he's with Conor Burst. It was great. He's so good. I've I've seen him a bunch, and I saw him after um, uh, the album. Uh, you know, with with Big Old Goofy World and You've Got Gold and All mm-hmm. the Best and all that. I saw him on the pier in Chicago, Navy Pier, and he had the full band with him. Yep. And, man, they were incredible. I saw that same tour at the Singletary Center when he came to Lexington. I was I was in Lexington and took my mom to that one. He played at the Singletary Center at UK for that one. Yeah, that was a treat because usually it's just him and a guitar, which is great too. But um, But, you know, when you had the full band behind him, that was pretty fun. Yep, he was. He is sorely missed. God, People, I was amazed. Somebody it wasn't you. Maybe it was Diener that didn't know that he uh, he put out that forty five as a fundraiser where he did my old Kentucky home for the um, the uh, when the flood victims. It's like a year and a half ago. Something happened down in Eastern Kentucky, and he he released his. Uh, uh, it was a little longer Kentucky. than that, though. Wasn't it? Was it, was it a tornado? Oh, it could have been that. Could have been that. But I was amazed. People that was didn't pretty know bad. About that. He was a really early COVID casualty. Yeah, it was. Yep, yep. He wasn't in great health, though. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> at all, boy. No. You look at an age progression, man, You booze will tear you up in ways that, uh, wow. I remember seeing him 10 years ago and just wondering how he's even up there, you know, that old gravelly voice. And he's still doing it, though. I mean, he never stopped. He did nope. it his entire life, pretty much. The, um, From the time he stopped delivering the mail, I guess. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, listen, you're you're going to have to indulge me and the four people that listen to this godforsaken thing. And, um, can you tell George and Jake about Willie? You're hanging out with Willie. Can you do that? Oh, yeah. The um, <clears throat> I got <laughs> sent to um, San Francisco. We had we hired Willie to be the uh, voice of a radio station. You know, the guy that would come on in between the songs and just say, burr, 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 burr. and um, so it was time to record the stuff. And we called to set up the recording session and his manager's like, oh, no, 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 no. Willie ain't getting off his bus. I'm we're like, sorry. <laughs> I'm starting laughing. I'm going to start laughing because I know where the story's going. I'm, like, I'm going to turn what? my mic off. Go ahead. He's like, yeah, Willie's not getting off his bus. Last time he got off his bus, he got popped. He ain't getting off. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, what are we going to do? We need it like by, it was like a Tuesday. He's like, I was like, we need this by like Friday. And he's like, well, you got to come out here and record it. So I flew from Dallas to San Francisco. And then when I got to San Francisco, had a little microphone and a windshield and a couple other things. And Willie at the time, he was on tour. He was playing the Fillmore. And he had a deal with Best Western where he could park his giant bus in their parking lot and his crew and roadies got rooms at the Best Western. And I thought, all right. So his manager's <laughs> like, when you get to the airport, we're at the Marin County Best Western, da 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 And I'm like, really? Which undoubtedly <laughs> is one of the better Best Westerns in the United I mean, States I because, my, because I mean, Allie's family's from Marin County. so I, I, It's yeah. a fancy area. but And oh my God, the cab ride from the San Francisco airport to the Marin County oh, Best Western. That's a long way. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. we get all the way up there. You got to fly to Oakland. At four o'clock. And... uh I get on the bus, like I, I walk up to it, knock on the door. This big old dude was sitting in the driver's seat, and he opens the door, tell him who I am. He's like, "Come on." He said, "Willie hadn't gotten up yet, but he'll be up soon. You can make yourself at home." All right. So I sit on the, the bus. Time is amazing. Huh? What time was it? Four o'clock in the afternoon. Was... <laughs> yeah, four, four, four p.m. Bus is amazing, and there's this nice oak, uh, you know, oak or maple hardwood like table with a couch next to it and all that. So I just sit on the couch and sure enough, about five minutes later, the door, there's a back door. It opens up and here comes Willie Nelson. And he's just wearing a white bathrobe and his hair's like just in two little ponytails, like a little girl would wear. <laughs> and he, he walks out and he's like, kind Th of those would be pigtails. Yeah. 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 So he, he walks out and he's like, son, I'm Willie. And he sticks his hand out. I'm like, Oh, you know, good to meet you. And he sits down at the table and he picks up the newspaper and just starts to read. <laughs> so I'm still sitting there like, uh, all right. So he's flipping through the paper and then, uh, he gets done with that and he goes, okay, Greg, and we got some work to do. If you want to go ahead and get set up and we'll go ahead and get, take care of this. So I set it up, everything. I mean, he knocked it out. Boom, boom, boom. Even though he just gotten up and he wasn't really dressed and he knocked it out. And then on his, uh, Ashtray, there's two ashtrays that sit next to him, and one of them has this perfect pyramid of joints. <laughs> and it's like a, it, it literally is a, it's a pyramid, you know, like 12 or 14 on the base, and it goes all the way up in this pyramid. And then the other ashtray, it's a matching ashtray, and it's completely clean. And uh, he picks one up and he goes, Do you mind? Like, I'm, goes over to him, like, No, no. So, but here's the part I don't know if I told you about this part before, because this to this day, this is the part. That still makes me, when I think about this, 
This is the part I think about the most. He picks up this joint. As soon as he picks it up and lights it, this kid, 16, 17 years you did, old. By, by the way, yes, you did tell me this part, so please Okay. Pops out of nowhere and puts a new exact joint on top of the pyramid. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask. He, he, I, I bet he's got like a professional joint roller, nothing. Like, like he's like got some man. like. Like, that's like all the guy does is roll joints for Willie. That's his whole he job, a, right? He got a little mini hoonie that runs out of nowhere and just throws up a little <laughs> joint and runs yeah, off. I, remember. <laughs> I got on the bus at four. I've been sitting in this main room by myself. No one came on or came off. Willie comes out about, you know, a little bit after four. I haven't seen this guy. Like, I don't know where he was. <laughs> to this day, I don't know where he was. And it turns out, I don't think it's his nephew. I think it's like his cousin's son or you know it's, well, it's he's a got relative. his whole family around yeah. him dude yeah that's his job he rolls willie's joints but my point is like there's like some secret place <laughs> under the floor he doesn't just roll <laughs> willie's joints he also replaces willie's joints. Yeah. willie's oh. joint minion so there's always a perfect pyramid and then i i also was thinking well what's he do like does he ever get down to the bottom of the pyramid if they're constantly oh, being yeah. replaced you know those like joints from two years ago that are down there but yeah, not, you don't want to. Like, is that the shake down there? Like you, you know, you got to <laughs> so rotate why, those, right? Why, why that? Ha- not, yeah, it's he. When you leave the bus, he just hands them to you. He's like, "Here, take some for the road." So, like, I've seen people <laughs> leave, and he's like, "Here's four. Take them with you." So, and, whoever's uh, coming through Willie's bus is getting a handful of joints for the road. Yeah, but you got to watch out because, and this is the second part of the story. So, I don't, I don't. Yeah, smoke I, I'm ready for this. And. Uh, but it's Willie Nelson, and so he takes this big hit, and he just passes it to me, and I'm like, Duh, you know, all right. What are you, you're on Willie's bus. Yeah. What are you going to yeah. say? Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, oh, thank you, sir. So I tell you, like, I'm like, I'm going to be impressive, and I take this huge hit. Yeah, you're going to show Willie what's up. Yeah, I'm not going to make him think that I don't know. I mean, I wasn't trying to one-up him, but I, I was going to say he's going to look at me and be like, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> we, and that's what we do. And then we hang out for a little bit more. And he gives me, he's like, well, I hope to see you at the show tonight, blah, blah, blah. And he calls his bodyguard, and he comes over and gives me, uh, you know, backstage pass and all that. And then he, he has, here's some joints, takes, you know. <laughs> so I get off the bus, and that's when wait, it starts wait, to hit me. Get off the bus with your joints. Yeah, I've got, well, I've got three in my pocket of my shirt. <laughs> so that's when it, it hits me. It starts to hit me. The the smoking on there. Um. And I'm thinking, oh shit! Also, you got some creeper. Yeah, where, how how am I going to get back to my hotel, which is at the airport? Like the company were like, look, so you're, you're in Marin, back. Oh, yeah. and your hotel's at the yeah. airport. Yeah, that's yeah. like thirty. That's like thirty yeah. miles away. Totally. Yeah. So, and I'm it's coming on pretty strong. <laughs> so, in my, you'll love this. So I wander out <laughs> of the Best Western parking lot, and I there's a city bus. That had stopped, and these people were getting on a, a city bus, and so I just got on the city and bus. And so you thought it was a good idea to get on the the Marin yes, city, I, bus. city bus. <laughs> I thought, well, this is going to go somewhere where I can get off, and uh, and and I'll know what to do. That was where I was. My head was at the time. Like this makes sense. This is a good idea. So is that what happened? <laughs> so yeah. So I got on the bus and uh, paid money, and uh, I sat. You know, sat against the window, and it, for some reason, it was a good bus to get on because he was headed back into San Francisco. Can I and, can I stop you for a half a second here? Because yeah. I'm going to go totally non sequitur because it reminded me that my boys have just discovered Weird Al Yankovic. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they've been listening religiously to Another One Rides the Bus. Nice. There you go. So, so it's a great song. Everybody should listen to it. Do the Tom Schneider episode that's on YouTube. It's hilarious. Go ahead. The uh, So I'm on the bus, and I guess we're going across. I, wasn't, I don't know if it was Golden Gate. We were going across the bay, and I look out at the water and see the waves and the motion of the waves, and then I look down at the pavement that we're riding over, and it, the pavement started doing that. And I was like, oh, shit, we're going to die. All of us are going to die. It's an earthquake, oh, and I can't even yeah. feel it. So that's when I just was like, oh, this is awful. And now it's starting to get dark, too. So I, I just closed my eyes and apparently passed out. Because the next thing that happened was uh, the bus, it's pitch black. Uh, there's a guy standing over me, and he's going, boy, boy, <laughs> wake up. And I wake up and I look up and I'm like, oh, are we there? <laughs> are we where? Where are he we? He looked at me he goes, if where is the municipal parking lot, then yes, we are there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm supposed to go to the Fillmore. And he goes, well, you are not at the Fillmore and you have to get off this bus. I'd, I'd passed out and fallen asleep in the seat and just ridden the bus all night till the, till it was over. Like he was parking it for the night. He was done. His shift was over. <laughs> and he was doing the whole blah 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 blah. And did, um, did you miss the show? Oh God, yeah, I oh, barely no. made it to the. And you to had the backstage fight. passes and everything. Here, and, I, and so hold then, on, hold on. Not it's only, not over. What well, kind of is? I mean, I don't know. It's been so long ago. I did forget that those three joints were in my pocket, and I was standing in line to go through security with three joints sitting in my pocket. And this uh, guy in front of me turns around. He's like. Hey, uh, hey, buddy. <laughs> and he's pointing at me, and I'm like, what? Oh! So I had to hightail <laughs> it out of there and get that whole thing fixed up. But Is I, it the, at, at the no, airport? Did, Security at the airport? You, yeah. <laughs> didn't you tell me that you went back the next day or something? No, I went back. Are you talking about when I got on the bus and the governor and uh, and the guy that owned the Cowboys were sitting there? Well, when Jerry Jones and, and Rick Perry were there? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. we can get to that, but I seem to recall there was a moment of this where you talked to some of Willie's guys. No, so that and, was like so far down the road. Okay, yes. Uh, Mickey Raphael, Willie's harmonica player, was at the, who? Okay, who's also Stapleton's harmonica player. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's a god, and he actually lives close to the radio station. I don't know what he was doing up there. But he stuck his head in my studio and started pointing and laughing at me. And he's like, I heard about you. I heard about you. And I was like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. He goes, man, didn't anybody tell you not to touch Willie's stuff? Yeah, I, I've been playing harmonica for Willie since the 70s. I don't touch his stuff. I'm like, what is it? Because, I, you know, why was I seeing the pavement going up and down? He goes, well, Willie has blah, blah, blah grown up in Canada. And then his, his sister grows these mushrooms he likes a lot, and she grinds them up into powder, and then they mix them up in big hefty bags. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I said, Willie, damn, I, I didn't know he had, he, you know, he had that going on. So if you think about that, like how much, that's crazy. And he, he, it has no effect on him at all. He's a normal, everyday, wow. nice as he can be, so polite, so kind. Yeah, I did get on his bus. I'll make that one quick. Here, he was here in Dallas playing a show, and uh, I get on the bus, and Rick Perry and Jerry Jones are sitting 
on both sides of him. <laughs> and he, Willie, pops up and goes, oh, well, I wish you guys could stay, but Deke's here. We got to do work. And uh, he shuffled them off. He goes, God damn, I'm glad you showed up. Oh. <laughs> did, did they walk out with joints in their uh, in their pocket? I don't think they did. I don't think they got. I bet you things. Jerry Jones did. No. The Willie special: mushrooms and weed. Yeah, yeah, dude. Wow. Don't uh, if you ever end up on his bus. I mean, he's still out there. I just saw today he was uh, he's playing a show here in Dallas uh, over at the Arlington over at the Rangers ballpark with Chris Stapleton as the opening act. And still no. playing, his, still playing his guitar, right? Because isn't that the whole thing? Once <laughs> yeah, his guitar a... <clears throat> falls apart, he's done. I don't know how that guitar is still. I don't together. either. That thing's he got did. a hole in it the size yep. of a silver dollar. Yeah, and he's got that weird. And he put a buckle through it. Yeah, I got the buckle <laughs> in it to hold it together. But I mean, it, it's worked so far. Now, last time I saw Willie, he played the Fox down in Riverside. The last time mm-hmm. I saw Willie, it's a great show. Really He's, I mean, there's not many guys that you could say that's a, a living American legend. Oh yeah, you know? really? They're really there's just a handful of dudes that that qualify. Okay, do we put Hank in there though? Yep, there it is. Hank Jr. Hank Jr. Yeah, clearly. I don't think he's uh, on the well, same obviously, level. I don't know. obviously, Hank yeah. Senior would not qualify given the. No, but I like deceased. Hank the Third better than I like Hank Junior's kid better. Than I like Hank Junior. I don't really. I mean, I, yeah, some of those guys though. Like I guess Charlie Daniels would probably fall into that. Charlie you know, died he passed though away. again. Yeah, yeah, he did. Died. Did you know that uh, my band was supposed to open up for Charlie Daniels? Oh no! And then way. he said, "I'd rather be dead than have that happen." No, no, that's <laughs> not what happened. He got Charlie right, Daniels. Well, what got, happened? Well, so we were playing at the Morongo Casino. And he was he was booked to play the sleigh ride there and just on this December deal. And we were booked to open with this other band. And like a week before or something, he had to go to the hospital or some shit. Really? And he had to bail out. And it ended up being Rodney Adkins. And okay. I didn't even know who that was before, you know, he showed up. I still up. don't know who that is. Oh, you all know Rodney Atkins. Well, again, I know him because I opened up for him. Yes, but other than that, I do not know that guy. Really, we're not, not cool. We're not cool radio DJs. So, oh God, I'm not either. The well, um, if it's if it's new country and you're not from Paintsville or <laughs> uh, where's uh, where's Sturgill from? Sturgill grew up in Woodford County, didn't he? He he likes got family what... in Jackson or something. That's where he's like. Family's he, from, but I he's think definitely he definitely got family in Breathitt County for sure. Yeah, I think Rodney I think Atkins I, from Cumberland Gap, Tennessee, age well, fifty two. Why would I know that? Um fifty two? Yeah. Really? Sturgill? Mm-hmm. He looked no, Rodney young. Atkins. Oh right. okay. Gotcha. He looked Rodney young. Um That's insane. Who Yeah, he does look good. He's a good look he's a good looking man. You goddamn good. Looking. I, I was trying to explain. I was trying to explain. I got these guys at work, these younger kids who haven't seen all the great movies that exist in the world. And and we were setting. We got this new artist, and he likes to play music really loud, mm-hmm. and which is great because he plays great music. He plays really eclectic stuff. He'll play stuff all over the map, which is great. So he fired up some new country the other day, and I was just, and I was setting him. Uh, office of an of a another guy and, and 
my sales manager and I was talking to him about some stuff and I just yelled out, Hey, uh, no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to listen to country, listen to old country, but I'm not listening to that stuff. Um, you can play it when I leave, but you know, I got the Trump card, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like you play a lot of great music. Don't pick that the day I'm sitting here. And so, So he turns on some old country and it runs through some really good stuff. And then Dolly Parton comes on with nine to five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And I start talking about, uh, I'm looking at my guy. I was like, you know, he's like 28. Right. I'm like, have you seen nine to five? son? it's like, I don't know what that is. I was like, Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman, man. I said, said, son, are you not aware of the comic genius that is Dabney Coleman? And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, modern problems? Have you not seen modern problems? No. He was like, no. You've not seen 9 to 5. You've not seen modern problems. What else has Dabney Coleman been in? Because whatever it is, it's great. Jake, IMDB, Dabney Coleman. Give me a list. Give me some Dabney D A B N E Y. He was on a, 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 a TV show back in the eighties that I love called the Slap Maxwell Story, where he played a, a sports writer, and I think that went off. I was like in eighth grade. It did one season or something. I loved it. It got canceled real quick. I've never say, seen I, I don't know anything that, that I, I've never Maxwell seen anything story. that he's in that wasn't fantastic. No, he's like, great. He was modern great. He died problems, recently too. Modern problems. <laughs> When, when, that was the one Chevy Chase got slimed yeah. with nuclear mm-hmm. waste and started having those powers, and it had Nell Coleman in it. And dude, we went not um, Nell Coleman, Nell Carter. Right before COVID, my wife's favorite movie is Christmas Vacation, and we I got tickets to go see a screening of Christmas Vacation, and then Chevy Chase came out and talked for almost two hours, didn't just told stories. Oh wow, was that about, good? Uh, it really was. Like I was like, I just could go either he's got way. That rep now. Well, he's, but, yeah, but you know what? He didn't. You didn't see any of that. I mean, he looked awful. He's hugely obese. Um, yeah, he had a hard time moving Look, around because of his weight. But his wife was there with him, and she ran that part—the question and answer stuff. And like everybody wrote questions down and put them in a hat, and um, and she was the one up there that kind of moderated it. And I think having her there on stage with him made a big difference because he was great. He was telling great stories, you know, behind the scenes stuff that nobody would ever know about, uh, talking about all the crazy Randy Quaid shit. I mean, now, especially now that Randy's completely <laughs> oh, going off the deep end. Randy. But, you know, he had all, and it was, it, yeah, it was, I was so glad that we went and did that because it was really, really cool. Just a neat component of, uh, you know, I was like, oh man, I hope they keep doing these because I'll, I'll come to more of these things. And then COVID hit and they have not done any more. Listen. I work for a huge company and when we've got it problems, I just pick up my phone and I text a guy or I send an email and bam fixed. You know, when you work for a huge company, you've got resources and people. We've got an entire department dedicated to things like password problems and malware, whatever that is. I just know it's bad. And, and, and so it's easy for me, but for most people in most businesses, it's not that easy. Sometimes you get a guy, sometimes you know somebody you call and things like that. But IT stuff now is critical for all businesses. Chillbillies is proud to announce our sponsor, Pelican. Pelican are IT and cybersecurity experts. If you're a business owner, 
Do you have a good answer to questions like, are you backing up your data? What would you do if you got ransomware? For some businesses, these are scary questions and not having these things figured out can cost you big time in both productivity and cash. So hiring Pelican to manage your business IT is like having an employee who's experienced, never takes a vacation, never argues or complains, doesn't need to be paid benefits, wants to do their job forever, and guarantees their response time and your satisfaction. Pelican's engineers solve IT business problems and can help your business thrive by being trusted stewards of your tech and your IT budget. Check out their website or call them to build a lasting relationship that can help your data stay safe and eliminate the downtime that leads to big productivity costs. So give the guys a call today at 833-PELICON. That's 833-735-9266. Or check them out on pelican.com. That's P-E-L-Y-C-O-N.com. All right, what do you got for me? Okay, Jake, what do you got for me? So his number one is called War Games. Oh, yeah, that's one oh, of my absolutely. favorite. Like that, yeah. the total absolutely. Like, computer geek movie. That like set me off on my whole damn life's journey. But he was, that was a series. That was a dramatic role for him, mm-hmm. which you tells it. you the greatness of Dabney mm-hmm. Coleman. Range. What else? You've got mail. Oh, you've yeah. got, okay, right. you've got Love mail. Story. Yeah, that was Rom- that one, Rom-com. right? That was that one with Tom Hanks and, and Meg. Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan. That mm-hmm. was like San Francisco. the first script that this lady had ever written, and like it's, uh, there's a great story behind that script. Everybody should look that up. But go ahead. Um, obviously, no, the number three here is nine to five, which you guys were just talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Dude. of course. And on his notables, the last one is on Golden Pond. Oh, I, I think that was like an that. Oscar winner, maybe. Okay, but on Golden I never Pond. Saw it. Henry, Fonda. Henry Fonda. Yes, mm-hmm. Henry Fonda on Golden Pond. That is, I think that won Best Picture that year. Jane Fonda was in that too, right? I feel like it. Yeah, Henry like Fonda won the Oscar, I think, that year. It okay. won. Look at the Oscars. Best actor Look, in the... a leading role, Fonda won it. Best actress, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> and then yes, best, oh, wow. you old, best you old poop. Look, there's yeah. the Slap Maxwell story. Oh, That's oh, the there poster. It is. There it is for the show. It also says, um, if, I don't know if you guys it? have seen this show. He was John Dutton Sr. in Yellowstone, which is a great show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he was. I've never seen yet. Yellowstone. I've been told that Yellowstone is something to watch. Yeah, yeah John, it's, a show. It. it's a show? John, yeah, it's a show, it's a show yeah. about mm. a family that owns a ranch in Montana. And there's just like, it's it's dark and it's deep. And it's probably it's awesome. Of, it, it's, it's awesome. It's like an old HBO show, kind of. Yeah, it's it's cool. one like of the best shows Wild I've West ever Sopranos. seen. Uh, do, have, has any, have you guys watched Perry Mason on HBO? I didn't love it. You didn't? No, I haven't seen it. No. I did. Did you love it? I did, yeah. I really like the, I, I really liked that guy from the Americans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, he was that, what that I loved excellent. about it. Yeah, he was really good. I just, I don't know what it was. And usually I like that stuff, but I couldn't, um, it did not keep me. Like, I, I made it through like the fourth episode and just never went huh. back. I've thought about going again because I've you know I've heard some people like you like I you know you say you love it. I'm like oh well, maybe I would like it if I'd stick with it. I don't know what it was about it. It's pretty it. dark. I like dark stuff, but it was I don't know what it was. It wasn't him. It was something else. Maybe this is just the story. But yeah, you dude, you'd love Yellowstone. Great show. Like love it. You watch it, Jake? Yeah, right, I've, I've seen out. all of it. It's it's awesome. 
Well, yeah. it just so happens I need something because I'm like, there you go. Stuff. You will not be disappointed. What, so, Kevin Costner. I don't man. know if Yellowstone. Yellowstone's on a western, is it? No, it is, it's it's like it's like a modern. It's not like a western, like okay. old west. Right. I mean, they're ranchers in Montana, but it's today. Got it. For some reason, well, I'm I'm watching right now. I'm watching Deadwood, which I had mm-hmm. never seen before. What? And uh, yeah, I, I know I what? didn't watch it when it was out originally, so I've gone back and, and I'm watching it now. Can and, it, oh, it's great. Can, can I can I interject that this is my favorite show of all time? First of all, oh, is, is it really? really? Absolutely. Deadwood's your the, favorite show? My favorite show of all time. And, I love and, it. I, it okay. Because the characters are incredible. The writing's so incredible. De- the the fact that David Milch hasn't done anything up to that since, because like he did John from Cincinnati, which was I love okay. That show. It was I mean it was good, mm-hmm. but you know Deadwood Deadwood got killed because of the writer strike. You're right. Oh, yep. did it? Yep. Dude, that that story. Did you they guys moved see that, on? Yeah, they just moved on, and they mm-hmm. finally had to try to wrap it up with the movie. I even liked was, the movie. I thought they, which I thought was they did a good really job good. Of that. Which mm-hmm. was really good. They did. As good I mean, that came on what six years I later. I just started the you know season three, which <sighs> was least. the last season. Right. Yeah, it should have kept going, but yeah, do you it remember, never. Do you remember the opening scene from season two? Oh, do I? I don't. Mm. You don't. I, mean, I just watched it. I should, but I don't. <laughs> so Annie Oakley, there's this wagon coming up over the ridge and down, oh, do, winding yeah. down, and it passes by Annie Oakley, who's sitting on her horse, passed out. Mm-hmm. Slumped over the horse, oh, and as the wagon goes by, cool. cl- yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah and the yeah, calamity, calamity Jane, Jane yeah. and, and and as the wagons goes by, she she slings her head back and goes, cocksucker. <laughs> oh, so I got a drinking game. So I mean, the drinking game is every time they say cocksucker on Deadwood, you take a drink. Well, sure. And let me tell yeah, you, like, naturally, like yeah. you, get, you get drunker. And I, I've never heard the word cocksucker used so many times in my life. At least. At least a hundred times during the Deadwood. But that episode. dialogue. I mean, but listen, that that dialogue is so hard to keep up with if you're not oh, paying I, attention. I, subtitles, subtitles. That's the only way I can do it, mm-hmm. and a lot of rewinding, like like the ten second rewind. But Dude, it's so good. Like, I don't care. It's so good. My wife just started watching Justified. Oh, just now, love it. it Elmer Leonard, t- t- Timothy Oliphant, so good. Plus, Justified set in Harlan County, Lexington, right? So you got to watch. I mean, every once in a while, they'll catch certain things. Be like, okay, I mean, because obviously, you know, half of it was filmed in, in well, Hollywood. Like when they right? go from yeah. Lexington to Harlan County in twenty-four in minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> yeah. on Harlan. Yeah, right. I'll yeah. be there in ten yeah. minutes. Totally. Like, no, you won't. Yeah. No, you will not. Well, it's like I remember there was some, so so they they filmed the original part of that show like in Pennsylvania. So right. it looked yeah, a lot the, like the pilot home. Was shot in, I mean, it lo- it, yeah, it looked a lot like home. Almost, it's almost mm-hmm. the exact same kind of terrain, and yep. they did a few shots in Lexington, I think. You know, especially they did a some B-roll, did a ton, ton of B-roll footage, I think, from Lexington. But the next year, and and I've seen some Tim, I've seen some stuff from Timothy, Timothy Oliphant talking about how basically they said they're going to be shooting in California the next year, and what a pain in the ass it was going around trying to find anything. That mm-hmm. even remotely example, and yeah. like so, we're watching season two, and it might have been season three. I get that mixed up sometimes, but we're watching, and immediately I'm like, "Well, that's Santa Clarita." Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's look. There's scrub oaks and tumbleweeds, and <laughs> mm-hmm. that's yeah, a, there was a know, scene, there no was a scene grass. The other night. They were running through yards, and I'm like, "Well, that's a palm tree. There ain't no damn palm trees." <laughs> 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 Tate's Creek Road. 
<laughs> but uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll tell you, this has been a fun artifact from that. So to this day, I forgot what show it was. But I wish I could remember it because it was just the other day. Uh, you know, so after, and you guys probably know from living out there, when shows wrap up, like if you're watching a Fox show and somebody lights up a cigarette, to this day, it's still a morally cigarette because they had so many of those damn things made for the X-Files. So when the props department's <laughs> like, hey, we need cigarettes, like, well, here, we, here's a carton of Morley's. We got 5,000 of them over here. So there was, I forgot what show it was, but the guy opens his garage and stacked inside the garage were like all his, like, like he'd, he'd been to Sam's Club. So he had all these, you know, products they'd bought in bulk stacked on top of each other. And one of it was this huge stack of L81s. And that oh, all awesome. came from Justified. Because they would, you know, to make those things legit, like there's L8 all over episodes of Justified, all over the place for no reason other than to be. Hey, you can only get this in Kentucky, and this is a real easy way to be like, yeah, Kentucky. And uh, but when those shows wrap, <laughs> all that shit just sits there in the warehouses, and they move it around like somebody wanted a bunch of drinks to put in the garage, and like, oh, we got you know four cases of this shit. What so this things? is what a good are, question what, for Jake about ale. Jake, you drink ale eight? I hate ale eight. No, no, okay, but you know stop. what it is. Come at on, least. dude. At yeah, least you know what it is. is. Dude, I it's paid great. five dollars a bottle for it here in Dallas. That's how much it costs. Five bucks. I was you walking can get through. It, though. Uh, what's the mm. name of that well, place? Well, one place, a candy store. There's a candy store in the mall that sells craft soda. There's a big what's sign the name of it? Soda, like lolly and Rocket Pops. Fizz. There was a place in Lancaster called Rocket Fizz, and Did they uh, have it. But a lady that I knew really well owned it, and I was walking through it one day, and I see an LA, and I'm like, holy shit. So yep. that so so that makes me think. What are the things that like that that are contextual? So you got L.A. You got like Mingy Jerky. Mm-hmm. You got like you got Any like blue, you, you got like uh, uh, well yeah, but but bourbon's the obvious thing. We're not talking about that. We're talking about there's like, a uh, like, hot brown. Like, <laughs> there's a I mean you can't uh, get a hot brown anywhere no, anywhere about, that's not Kentucky. Though. Not what you're talking about. There's a barbecue rub that you can only get in the Louisville airport gift shop. Called Taste of Kentucky, which I'm sure is bullshit. I'm sure they sell it in Oregon as Taste <laughs> it has of to be Oregon. Completely bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but I, every time I'm there, I'm like, oh, I gotta run over and get my Taste of Kentucky because you can't okay, get anywhere else. But like Blue Monday, right? Like the Ruth Hunt Blue Monday. You guys know those, right? Like the cream, the chocolate covered. Oh cream yeah, yeah, candy. yeah. I didn't know they were called cream, that. Yeah, I never heard them call that. Oh, you got. <laughs> yeah, the the I, I used to. You could bank every Christmas a ten about. You know, a foot high would show up Mondays. with Blue Mondays from my mom and dad who would send that to me. And then the whole diabetes <laughs> thing happened. Newsflash. You know how I many people back home don't know that probably? Don't know what? That I have diabetes. I didn't know. I don't think. Well, I, knew I don't that. think we ever talked about it because it happened since yeah. the last time I saw you. So, yeah. You so it's right? like, I don't ever talk about it. And it just came up. It's like, it was one of those things where I woke up one day and I was pissing every five minutes. And I was thirsty all the time mm-hmm. and, you know, all the telltale signs and my back was also jacked up again. And I was set to mm. have another back surgery, which would have been my third one, which I eventually had anyway, but the, the, and, and went and got my pre-op physical and this was f- five years ago. And, huh. and, and the doctor calls me my, my general doctor my GP calls me and says, Hey, um, answer me a couple questions. Like, yeah. He's like, are you thirsty? Oh, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, I drink water nonstop. I just can't quench my thirst. Um, 
uh, uh, do are you peeing a lot? <laughs> like a racehorse, like every thirty minutes, like you wouldn't imagine. He's like, yeah, you got diabetes. Like, huh? I was like, do what now? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm, I mean, no offense to anybody good. out there, but I'm not a big dude. I'm yeah. pretty thin. I was at the uh-huh. time. I was like, like I am right now. I was like about two hundred pounds. And he was like, and you're like hey, six five, six four, yeah, six, I was like five. six four, two hundred pounds. It's like I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the. And he was like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, but no, that's so nothing. He, he said, he said, listen, he said back before, you know, this type two explosion that went on with people were getting really big and, and, and they're mm-hmm. kind of putting it on themselves back right. in the day before that was a thing, there were a certain percentage of guys that would wake up around your age one day and you got it. And they called it adult onset diabetes back in the day. They didn't call it. It was juvenile diabetes and adult onset diabetes. It wasn't type one and type two. That changed over time, right? So he said, basically, you're old school. So congratulations. (laughs) I was like, well, what the hell do I do? He was like, well, I'll write your prescription. You go pick it up tomorrow. And I was like, no, right now. I'm going to do it right. No. No, I take oral meds. I, since I, I, dude, I didn't touch a simple carb for two years. Huh? I didn't touch it. Mm. I have, you know, when I originally took, you know, your A one C. For those that know what's going on, is is to telltale. I was like at eleven point eight, which is high. You know, below yeah. below below six, like below five point seven, is a healthy person. So mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about blood ratios. If you think about it from that context. But in this context, above an above a ten is your blood's getting thick, okay. Mm. And so, I mean, it took me about six months, eight months to have it back down to about, you know, healthy level six or so, and it's been six or below since. Um, but I How just all this. This is five years ago, man. There's been diet and exercise. I mean, it's not. So it, you know, it's kind of like I, I look at it this way because I've I've had some buddies and uh, 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 I apologize to any of the because there's a couple that might listen to this and I'm going to apologize mm. to you to them in advance, but I'm going to bust their ass a little bit right here. I'm not going to name them, but they'll know them when I'm talking about it. Mm. So with like with my back problems, so I have these buddies that have back problems. They'll call me up and they'll be like, "Hey man, I mean I noticed you're playing golf. You're doing pretty good. You know, whatever." You know, how do you do that? And I was like, well, you know, look, they're not going to tell you this, and it's a secret, but I'm going to let you in on it. You ready? You ready? Ready? Exercise. Lose all that weight. (laughs) Yep. And get yourself in shape and stay that way. And if you'll do that, you'll be all right. And you just see the look on their face, right? And they're just like, oh, God, I just thought you were going to tell me something a lot easier than that. It's like, well, look, uh, yeah, what's easier than that? You can go take some narcs and, mm-hmm. you know, do that whole thing. But it, there, there's, there's, there's no upside. So good luck with that. So it's kind of like, so the diet thing with the diabetes and the diet and exercise things, like the back thing with losing weight and getting strong is that you can't. It's there ain't no easy way on it, man. No, there is not. Well, I'm glad you're doing all right, though. I appreciate it, man. It's it's I, I, I didn't even mean to bring it up, but it's just I fell into it there. And now if I lived there close to you, I would be able to make all kinds of you're going to lose your foot jokes. <laughs> you can make it anyway, dude. 
you can make them anyway because i you know <clears throat> yeah so the uh i gotta lose my all my coronavirus weight boy i packed it on especially over the summer I did a whole did you pick it up? Di- oh god i gained i've gained 20 pounds since quarantine started <laughs> 20 pounds no shit and it's just from being, you know, what do you, you're not doing anything. And I That's the problem. I drank beer and did puzzles at night when the kids would go to bed. So, but now I'm like, I was looking around the other day. And also when I get in bed and I'm like, like making weird noises just to like maneuver <laughs> oh. to a right. I'm like, geez, this <laughs> is Well, that's disgusting. where all my injuries come from now is bed. Pretty oh, much, that, like, or reaching back in the car just to get something, and then I'm like, <laughs> dude, "Oh shit, I'm I pulled, walk. I yeah. literally, I literally pulled a muscle in my back last week, slightly, and I've done yeah. it worse by reaching out to pick something up, just to yes. move my arm. Yeah. I was like, ah, yeah, no, my kid, you know, we've got five, we've got five kids, and they're all here, and they laugh at me constantly. I'm like, go ahead and laugh, I don't care, because look, first of all, all y'all are no, I didn't believe it when I turned forty. Four, my yep. metabolism was like, nah, we're done. It was just like overnight, <laughs> like, fuck you. You really didn't appreciate it when you had it. And now we're done. We're packing up. We're out of here. So that went away. <laughs> and then the whole, I was never a real bendy guy to begin with. I didn't, you know, big sports guy. I wasn't that at all. I wasn't very flexible. But now, like I said, just reaching over to get shit. And I'm like, ah, oh. so I, I, I was, I think I was 40, which is, you know, almost a decade ago now. Yeah. Um uh, I I was 40 and I don't remember what happened. I did something completely innocuous and I was talking to my dad. I was like, "God, damn." See, this oh, well, I went to this thing and it's I was like and he was like, "Oh, yeah, okay. Does it hurt when you do this?" Yeah. It's hurt when you do this. She's like, I, "I know what it is." I was like, "What is it? You're getting old." Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my my dad when we would drive, my dad hated flying, so anytime we went somewhere, we would drive. And I'm talking, we went one one summer they wanted to go see the covered bridges of New England when I was like in junior high. <laughs> so we loaded up the Every car. Every kid's dream. Yeah, and we drove from Lexington, Kentucky to Maine. And the whole way, my dad wore this big girdle. And I laughed every time. It was a big Velcro thing. And, and he'd pull it real tight and stretch it around him. And I was like, ah, I'd laugh. And now I'm like, shit, I wonder where he got that. So it's like that back bra- <laughs> is the back brace thing? Yeah, it was for yeah. his back while yeah. he was driving. Yeah. But it looked like a big giant old lady girdle, and uh, but now no shit. The other day I was like, I wonder where he got that because I could really, I could, I could use that these days. You know, they had this thing when I had my last back surgery, and they were like, "Look, I don't think insurance is going to cover this, but don't worry about it. We'll bill it and try to get them to. And if they don't, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. We want." I was like, "Can you put that in writing?" Yeah, no kidding. And they're like, yes, we can. Look, it's right here. We do this for everybody. Sometimes they take it. Sometimes they don't. And it was this machine. Because that first week Mm -hmm. after back surgery, you're pretty much just laid up. I mean, you get up, you know, after the second day, after the first day, you get up and you walk around a little bit and you kind of just increasingly progress into the middle of the second week to where you maybe walk around the block if you're lucky. I mean, you know. But that right. first, that first week, you're not walking much at all. You're just you're just getting up, you know. And the narcs are constipating you, and it's just uh, it's a it's a mess. Boy, it does it's, do that. Uh, oh, tell Sounds me. great. Yeah. So, but <laughs> this machine, what it did, it had this pad that you wrapped around your back, mm-hmm. and it had and and it was like you know it was kind of like uh, I don't know how it had 
It had these uh, pockets in it full of water. And it had a hmm. recirculation system, a little machine that would cool that water to about 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. And you'd wrap that around where your wound was and your back where the trauma area was. Holy shit. Really? I'm telling dude. It was, I was like, when, I, when, the, when they took it from me, like two weeks later, I was like, no, no. Huh. Can I, I was just, <laughs> can I just keep it? I mean, I yeah. don't need it, but can I keep it? That's the greatest thing because you, because you, you know, when you cool down that way, when you sleep, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, dude, you get, but but it's kind of localized, but it really you kind of cool down. I've never even heard of that. Oh, sleep like a log. I mean, you know, narcs and that will do that to you. Don't get me wrong, right. but you know, narcs. I hate narcs, dude. Those things. Are and also worse. back you up. Yeah, that's the yeah. They do. Yes, they do. I haven't had anything like that in years. But buddy, they yeah. You're not pooping for ten days. Well, it's like when I was doing <laughs> you're that, getting man. More pain from that than you from what they're getting rid of. No, I'm telling you, when I was doing that, it was like I would stretch from the moment it was from after two days, I was stretching it out as far as I could yeah. to where I was like, oh, okay, God, I got to take one. I'm about ready to die. It's like because as soon as as soon as it gets to the point where I can go two, three, four hours past the window mm-hmm. and i can take it yeah i'm done i i'm on that same and wave as no, well and and, and somebody be like <laughs> somebody be like why are you afraid to get you afraid of getting addicted no not at all i want yeah. to shit that's right <laughs> i tell you man that constipation pain sometimes just makes your actual pain that's supposed to be treating even worse it's the worst let's not the, get into uh, that though that's like those junkies, I think man. We already got into it. Bust those, uh, when Damn they bust it. those oxy houses and they're full of X lax too. <laughs> it's, all, it's true. Empty pill bottles and, and uh, laxative wrappers all over the place. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, full disclosure to anybody, to the four to uh, 12 people that are listening, uh, um, that we're recording in the evening for the very first time that we've done this. And I think all of us have at least had Cheers. A, a couple. Um, and so uh, it, it's going a little bit off the rails more than it normally would. Some uh, people are in Louisiana where they have drive-through bars, which I like a lot. I, I saw Texas said that that, that they solidified their yeah. their their two-go law the other day. Yeah, that, they? they're keeping all that. Yeah, Texas That's, is great, man. Texas. Awesome. Uh, oh, you were asking me in the beginning about the the snow apocalypse we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And we were the. Only at one point we, I don't know how many kids were living in our house because all of our neighbors were without power for about three and a half days total. And it literally was, it got down to minus three degrees. And for whatever reason, we, our side of our street never lost power. And that was it. So they did across the street. Across the street was out. The street behind us was out. Our street wasn't. And the only thing I can think of is there's a, a police station like half a mile away. And I thought somehow we're tied into the same transport, yeah. something that they're on, because they never went out either. But everything else was out, and for some reason we never lost power. How's Not your power once. bill? It was fine, and we didn't do. You know what? Those people can can eat my ass because here's the deal. Yes, eighteen thousand dollars is a ridiculous amount, and nobody should have to pay that. But what those people were on is some kind of bizarre. Because down here in the summer, it's probably kind of like that in L.A. In the summer, your utility bill gets pretty astronomical. So these people signed on to this program where you basically are paying. It's helping you in the long run. And you're kind of playing with the market. And you're just gambling that, all right, well, no terrible event's going to happen. 
And then a terrible event happened, and now they got to pay. You know, that's the bad side of the coin from that program. Is it, that they the, were is on. it the energy equivalent of the adjustable rate mortgage? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. it's like a, yeah. I get it. And so, so yeah. So when that happened, because you know, of course, the media as long as this one, one thing doesn't happen, you'll be fine. You're just, yeah, you're fine. But yeah, the, the media covered the guy that had the eighteen thousand. But uh, the majority of those people got hit with like between two and three thousand, which is still insane for one yeah. month. For one but month, you're like, oh, yeah. Dude, You've been living high on the hog for 12 years, you know, not paying what you really should have been paying, and now it's caught up with you. you We're know, not living in an accountable society these days, brother. It's not. <clears throat> if that's not a thing. No. So tell me this. Tell me this. Do you have any more stories that even rival your Willie story that you can tell us? And then, and then we're going to give you, you a little right, lightning round and, and, and get you off here. I'll tell you this one, this real quick one, because I've always loved this. My very first day on the job when I got when I went from Lexington to Cincinnati and it was like a dream job. At w, back then, WEBN in Cincinnati was like the rock radio station in America. It was a huge mm. deal. And so I get there and my very first day, Metallica, Jay, Days of the New, and Jerry Cantrell were playing at Riverbend in Jesus. Cincinnati. And so that's a heavy show. We, yeah, it was a heavy show. So we have, back then, we could broadcast live from the concerts, and we wore these things called Marty backpacks. And they looked like the things the Ghostbusters would wear in the original <laughs> Ghostbusters, this huge backpack. and you, But you could roam around on the lawn at Riverbend and, like, interview people. and What are those cool. called? Proton packs? Yeah. yeah, It right. looked like those. But they were really heavy. They also, like, do you remember when janitors, when we were in school, would wear the, the vacuum backpacks? Do you remember those? Yeah. Where the vacuum was on the back. Son, we didn't have that. them in Paintsville. They had them in, in fancy Lexington. So anyway, they're, but they're super heavy. They're full of batteries, you know, and this is the mid-90s. And so uh, we're backstage, and the manager of Metallica comes out, and he says, listen, they're going to come out and meet, you know, do the meet and greet and do the interviews, but James Hetfield is a mess right now, and he does not want to be on the air, and I don't want him on the air. So we'll do everything. Just stay away from James Hetfield. I'm like, cool, that's fine. So my new boss, again, first day on the job, my new boss, he kind of overhears what's going on. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, they said James is a mess and he didn't want to be on the radio. He's like, well, fuck that. You get him on the radio. And I'm like, yeah, but he's said <laughs> And he's like, but it's my, he's my boss, my first day, right? So he's like, look, there he is right there. So no shit. He, you know, I've, you know how big he is? Have you ever been near him or seen dude. him in person? He's a he's big probably dude. probably six, five, six, six, and just huge. So he's standing there, and he's got his arms out, and he's got a Hooters girl under each arm, and they're doing a <laughs> photograph. And so I start doing the old, I'm sidling in. I'm going sideways, and I got the microphone <laughs> out, and I, I'm getting into his picture, and I'm going like this. And I say, hey, James, we're live on WEBN. He never looked at me or anything, but he takes his arm, and I feel his hand go around my neck, and he pulls me right into him right here, and then just goes, fling, and just throws <laughs> Like I'm through <laughs> legs off the ground, body flying through the air, and I'm able to land on my feet, but I got that stupid backpack on. So the second I hit my feet, the gravity from the backpack takes over, throws me down, and I start rolling down the back of Riverbend, which is the Ohio River. I'm rolling down the hill, and I thankfully stop myself before I get to the river. But yeah, that was a fun one. I got and I tell people this day, I'm like they're like, What's your worst experience? And I said, Well, James Hetfield beat me up. He didn't really beat me up. I was up, assaulted by James Hetfield. He beat me up and just threw me you. like a rag doll. Like just choom. And the uh. end of that story is another guy went over there and, and tried 
to get him on the air, and he grabbed the mic from the guy and said, fuck you and fuck Cincinnati. That was his entire interview. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Live on the kidding. air. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was fun. Good night, buddy. Love you. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one saying good night to me. What? How about that? Who knew? The boys yeah, watch the mass. Do- boys like to watch the mass game, mass singer. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah, I've had a, uh, I've had a fun life. I've gotten to do some, uh, some cool stuff along the way. Well, listen, man. Uh, let's let's do the lightning round. So we're gonna we're gonna pepper you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But they're Todd, softball. I, they're softballs. I, I think you need to compose some music for the Chillbillies lightning round. Uh, okay. Well, you know, just something to put on on, on your uh, to do list. All right. Jake uh, can help with that. I don't know. I've you want got some, some lightning round music just for the whole yeah, lightning round. I think, yeah. look, Benny. I think Benny Hill music would be perfect in the background. <laughs> Nothing ever beats Benny Hill music. Mm. No, that'd be great. I think it's just, it's just like chill Billy's lightning round. Jake has no idea what, ben, first of all, Jake has no idea what Benny Hill is. Well, I can figure it out. <laughs> you, there's no anyway, figuring out. You about, either know it or you don't. We're about the Benny Hill people that would know. People our age are about to cut off. Because we were kids. I would say we were cut off for a lot of cool shit, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were cut off because the, the stuff that was still in massive syndication when we were kids was Three Stooges, Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. He- Beverly Hillbillies, Gilligan's Green Island. Acres, Gilligan's Island. Do you know? Leave it to uh, by the way, Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Do you know? You remember when they made those like Gilligan's Island Island sequel movies? Yeah, and shit, the network movies. And mm-hmm. and do you remember Thurston Howell, Dick Backus died? Right, right. And, yeah. they, and instead of Thurston Howell the third, they had Thurston Howell the fourth. In the movie? In the movies. Is he your and neighbor? Thurston Howe the Fourth is Allie's uncle. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's close to David Ruprecht, who's also mm-hmm. the host of Supermarket Sweeps and all types of other shit. I mean, the guy was, he was he was a bar fly at the Regal Beagle. He was, <laughs> he no, just IMDb David Ruprecht. It is a, not, no, I'm not telling you, Jake. I'm telling anybody's listening. It is literally like a, a murderer's row of our childhood TV shows. Huh. Punky Tina Brewster. Jake, like, yeah, I think I'll take a pass did, on that. He did multiple <laughs> seasons on Days of Our Lives. He was, uh, yeah, and, and he's the nicest dude ever. So, is that all and, he did? I love some those guys that just, I love that just made it out there just doing. Doing one-offs his whole career and pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah. he got the, the the game show Supermarket Sweeps was on for years. Yeah, yeah. He was on for game years. Good money too. Yeah, and so I mean, he kind of made it with that. But I mean, he even did an episode of True Blood, you know, a couple years really? back and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's just he's just one of them dudes, man. He's just There's one so of many of those guys that just I mean have made a good living and had a good life, and they're just constantly doing one-offs on shows. Yeah, same, that's the same way with voiceovers. There's, a, I know a lot of people that'll do like three or four, but they're like pretty decent sized things a year. He does TV voiceovers do. and stuff. He, I mean, dude, he's just one of them dudes. He's just mm-hmm. one of them dudes. He lives up in like uh, Sonoma now, like mm-hmm. up that way. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> All right, so the chill, Billy's lightning round. But um, all right, Brian, favorite food. 
steak. 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 What kind? No, we can't cut. What kind of cut? You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I usually go New York Strip because I feel like I'm getting robbed with the bone on the bone end stuff. Because it's like, oh, it's twenty ounce porter I'm like, no, it's not. It's like that bone's like fourteen of the damn ounces. So I'm I'm usually going strip. Yeah, that's a good call. It's a good call. Um, favorite cocktail or beer and or beer? Uh, you know what? My favorite beer lately has been uh, Sit Your Ass Down, and it's uh, made in Louisville. I don't know that it. one. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, I can't say the name of the brewery now that makes it, but uh, you can find it down here. But I bought a bunch up in Kentucky and brought it back. Um, yeah, it's called Sit like C I T R A Citra Ass Down. And it's a double IPA, an imperial IPA, and it's uh, so. It's been... Now, ha- have any of you guys ever had a Kentucky Mule? I have not. I haven't either, but but I feel like it's kind of on. Is the that like t- a derivative of a Moscow Mule? It is, is and I feel like it's sort of a thing so it's now bourbon because bourbon instead of vodka. A friend of mine was like, "George, you know, and this is a you know somebody who knows I'm from Kentucky and I love bourbon and." Um, but, you know, they don't know a damn thing about bourbon. And they're like, George, there's like, I had a Kentucky mule the other night and it was delicious. And I got down here to Louisiana and the place, I, you know, I went out and got me some Cajun food last, some Cajun seafood last night, which was delicious. And they had a Kentucky mule on the menu. So I had myself one and it was delicious as well. So that was like What's my, you know, my pre dinner cocktail and I loved it. So um, I don't know. It's kind of like on the tip of my tongue, but uh, I'm going to go home and, and, you know, figure out the recipe and make myself. I'm, I may be uh, wrong, but I think they serve a Kentucky mule at the Broken Bit Steakhouse in Quartz Hill, California, which is my favorite steakhouse in California. Not only really? because it, they have great food, they have a unbelievable bourbon selection. Um, hmm. It was about uh, two miles from the house. That also helped. Um, and when I lived up in the Antelope Valley, but, uh, the guy who owns it, Mike Burroughs is a prince of a dude and just Mike Burroughs. No kidding. I got a buddy named Mike Burrow, Mike Burrow, Hmm. you know, not plural, but. Okay. Well, that. Yeah. yeah anyway, I don't, I don't so drink yeah, liquor. Whatever. Back when we were in college and we have to, used to have to do that, uh, that boilermaker shot on bid day. That was the only time of the year I would ever drink liquor and I would immediately throw it back up. Really? <laughs> yeah. The second, like, but I remember Bailey knew. And so like, he would have like a bucket, like they would hand me the, the boilermaker. I'd down it. And then I would turn to Bailey and blah, just, just shoo, straight do back up. Do you still talk to Bailey? Yep. Tell yep. him I said hi, man. I will. He's doing good. He's one of the he's coolest like the, dudes I've ever he's known. He's like the king of Olden, Oldham County real real estate. I have no doubt. I see his I see his online posts all the time. He's he's uh-huh. angry. Yep. Good for all right, him. back, good back to the uh lightning round here, the chill uh lightning round. Um favorite band singer. Favorite oh, you mean favorite band or singer? Correct. Uh well I gotta go fish. Nice. That's my favorite band of all time. Yeah, you like do them you 20 know, minute songs. Do you, 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 know like, when, you like music by vacuum cleaners, right? <laughs> when yeah. I came to Trancy and we were all freshmen, and we were all, what floor were you on? I don't uh, know. Second, freshman year. second floor. Okay, and I was on third floor, right? Mm-hmm. Is everybody in yeah, Trancy? John like, Mark was on, on third the, floor. On the, in, in the same dorm? Is that the way it works? Like if you're a guy, freshman, yeah. freshman yeah. boys, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. freshman boys were for sure. Okay. Um, yep. 
And so still like that, Jake. The freshmen when I came here, we had four all, and it was like they it was all the freshmen. You, in one the boy, the men, the boys were in four. The yeah. boys and the Dude, girls. I, but they, I was over there two weeks ago. It's insane now. Completely, and don't even try to like wrap your brain around how it is because it's okay. I'm not. I'll just say this. So, so your room was like directly below my room, as I recall. You did you have the big ass corner? I room? had the big ass room. Yeah. on the third yep. floor, right outside the steps. Yep, that's us. So yeah, we were Adam Lucky and I were right below you. Right, and and mm-hmm. we had Hatton and Irwin Roberts were across from us, and mm-hmm. John Mark was down the hall. And I remember John Mark comes down, is like, hey, you got to come down, meet my buddy. It's the first time you and I ever met. And we went down, and you guys had your place decorated all hardcore out, you and Lucky. And mm-hmm. it was, and there was red hot chili pepper shit all over the place. And oh, you were yeah. playing the yeah. peppers. And I had never even heard the chili peppers. Yeah. Before. Well, that was 91. So, yeah, they would have just been just breaking out nationally. Well, well, you knew about it. I had no clue. And I was uh-huh. like, this shit's crazy. Like, <laughs> that's all I remember thinking. This shit's crazy. And you were smoking and walking around. Dude, you had your Birkenstocks on and your hat on backwards doing your thing. I was like, this dude's crazy. I love this guy. <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, fresh out of the sticks. And yeah, I, that's you know, one of the great things about a school like Trancy is the clash of, you know, people that grew up in, in Lexington. Now we know is not a big city, but at the time you feel like it compared to like, you know, Paintsville or, or, you know, any of those places in, in Eastern Kentucky and just how those two lifestyles and two way people, you know, kind of like, I'll never forget the second day we were Trancy. It was like seven thirty eight in the morning, and I was walking down the hall to the shower, and Gene Siler was leaning <laughs> against the wall. That. And seven thirty in the morning, he is, and it's clear. I don't know this guy, and it's clear that he has not gone to bed yet. He's leaning against the wall, and he's got a beer in one hand, and he's smoking a cigarette. And he goes, "How you doing?" And I said, "Good." How you doing? Yeah, I said, "Good." And he goes, "What? What are you doing? You gonna take a share?" And I was like. Yeah, Gene, my little Gene's from Gene's from uh, he'll that. kill me. Gene would kill me. Gene's from Whitesburg. He he said, well, hold on. A he said he said that, and then uh, I said, "Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story." He goes, "Why don't you just drink yourself a beer, and then everything smell all right?" This is a, this is a, this is a 17, 18 year old kid making the statement yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, these aren't adults talking. <laughs> No. And Gene's dad was like a federal judge at the time. Yeah. And yeah. He had that awesome house on the side of that mountain. Did you ever go to his house? No. Oh, did they have a they had this big ass house on the side of the mountain that overlooked the whole town below. Um and it was one of those old A frames, you know, where the whole back of it was glass. It was one giant oh, yeah. big glass yeah. window. Yeah, nice. it was nice. I don't think it was Whitesburg though. No, that's what I'm saying. I I knew I had it wrong. And I don't it, think it, there's it, a federal courthouse in in well, that worked in Cincinnati. He, he had to travel. He was he was his bench was in Cincinnati. But you know, federal judge. He only worked like three or four months out of the year. The um, that's a good gig. Yeah, if you can get it. All right. So, favorite movie? Oh, talk radio. Eric Bogosian, Oliver Stone. Film. How about that? Nice. Nice. Yeah. Didn't see that gets obvious now that you say it, but go yeah. Oh, you know, even if I hadn't gotten into that career, it's still just it's a it's a it's great flick. There's no doubt. Yeah, and a great and a true story. And that movie was shot in Dallas. Okay, how about a uh, favorite book? Uh, probably the Great Shark Hunt by Hunter S. Thompson. 
Nice. Yeah. Going deep. I like it. That, that's yep. a good one. I've, I haven't read that in years, but that's a good that's book. That's probably the one I come back to the most. Okay. So uh, favorite Kentucky restaurant? Oh, you know, I'm going to have to go Columbia's Steakhouse. That's old school. Yeah. I was just that there. That shit is ago. old school. I was just there a couple weeks ago and I took my mom over there. And so I'd where forgotten. is that? I don't know that I know that. It's, it's a Lexington thing. I think there's just two of them. There, at one point there was three, but I think there's just two now. There's one in right Where in Lexington? There's one downtown and then there's one on Richmond Road that is so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like your feet stick and they keep it so dark so you can't see how dirty it is. But the food's it's, it's so been great. there a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. weird because, like, you know, my dad, well, like, I mean, there wasn't a damn steakhouse in Kentucky. I don't think that he, you know, took us to to drink bourbon and eat, you know, a big old ribeye. But I don't think I've ever been to Columbia. Yeah. Columbia Steakhouse and the Nighthawk Special. That's right. Couple, and they were a couple of my Hawk. teammates. You remember the Nighthawk Special? They still have it, too. And they're open late. Like, you could go in. I don't know if you still can, but you could go in at like two in the morning and still. Yeah. Get... Those are the best places. They, uh, they got a few of those out in LA, actually. They're, you know, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. They're open. Yeah. So, yeah, I go Columbia Steakhouse now that, like, you know, the Green Lantern's gone and, and, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo and Dad's, it's gone. Remember Buffalo and Dad's? Yeah. Over there on Broadway. I do remember yeah. that place. The late yeah, night now cool. is Cookout and Tolly Ho, but it's made Tolly Ho since Tolly the beginning of time, though. right? It's different, yeah. But yeah. it's a different Is Tolly Ho still right? where it was? It's still, no. What, no. It's, uh, it's on Bolivar Street now on the corner Is it still of the same people? Broadway. Is it still it the same people? The only thing that's still over there that we went to is Joe Bologna's is still over there. Joe Bologna's is still in that building that Rex what Chapman was that and other, Threes. What was that other place? Oh, it was Threes, right. Threes right. was in the same building, yeah. Rex's place. Yeah. And That's I don't know what it is Shit went now. down in that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. In Threes, all right. I mean. All right, so it had, uh, a sh- it had a short but fruitful run. <laughs> like Rex. <laughs> <laughs> he's made, Rex has made a comeback, God love him. Yeah, it. he's doing all right with his damn Twitter. So, uh, f- favorite place to visit or to take a vacation? Oh, I got. I, I guess Jamaica. That's where we always end up. That sounds well, yeah, nice. It's usually indicative. Never been there, wherever but... you end up is probably where your favorite place is. Yeah, I mean, I'd, if yeah, if I had to choose, I'd go back to. But I do that fish trip with my buddy every year. Fish started playing uh, four nights on the beach in Riviera Maya four <laughs> years ago. They do okay. it every <laughs> I immediately was thinking fish trip. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so they they do it at an all inclusive resort uh, right outside of Cancun. Is the Hard Rock place? Huh? Hard Rock place? The Riviera Maya Hard Rock deal? Uh, Yeah, Hard Rocks is the Hard Rock place is about five miles down the road. Um, Wilco does their thing at at Hard Rock, but they do theirs at the Grand at the Moon Palace, and it's a four night concert. I mean, you know, so all day you're at this all inclusive resort living the best life ever. And then every night at like seven o'clock, you just stumble down to the beach and there's a giant stage on the beach and they play every night. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah Steel Wool is going to do that. And, and yeah, that, that's Wool's what you got to get hooked up, Todd. I would go to that. Yeah. It's if, if any, like there's a lot of bands, like it's caught on um, where fish does it. They do like five of them in a row. Like usually it's the grateful or the dead and company does the first week. And then there's three days, and then Dave Matthews does a set, and then the next one is the Luke Bryan's Crash My Playa, and the Luke Bryan <laughs> crowd rolls in. 
and then fish <laughs> close close. I'd fight it out. with I'd fight with that crap. Yeah, and it's nuts. Dude, you talk about some people said, Oh, COVID been around longer than y'all think because we were all down there in February. And I'm like, no horse shit. Because if it was around that whole Luke Bryan crowd, every one of them would have had it. Because they all like they're all in the pool on top of each other and oh man. <laughs> it's uh but yeah, if you can do it, uh, it's definitely worth going to. Unbelievable. All right. So favorite historical figure that's who, who's not Luke Bryan, but <laughs> oh man. Uh I don't know. I don't really I haven't really thought of that. I'd go with John Prine. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I mean I, you John know, Bryan, we'll take it. Hunter Thompson. Yeah. I would go with, you know, something like that. I mean, he's been dead a year. He's historical now, so mm-hmm. I'll go with John Prine. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Okay, so uh favorite superhero? Oh. I guess Batman lately. Batman just racking up the wins. Classic. Yeah. yeah lately, I think I he might be the Batman. he's definitely the winner on the Chillbillies podcast. All right, and then the last one. Come up with a good answer. Favorite thing about Kentucky? Uh, you know what? I really got to say just the people. And that may sound like a cop-out, but I really, being away from it as long as I have, and, I, you know, we didn't go back very often. And then when my dad got, got sick, we started going back more. And then when he got really sick, I started going back a lot. And then since he passed away, I've been going back about every four weeks and just help my mom out. And... um the you really is it's it's a certain now there's plenty of assholes but it's a different kind of asshole like sometimes i've even been able to walk away and laughed about God, what an asshole that guy was but it was <laughs> kind of funny and he didn't mean to be funny and he didn't know he was being funny but that's fucking funny you know what you call and, that uh, you know you call that my kind of asshole yeah right <laughs> yeah but it's not i mean and we've all lived all over the place and there's just a certain kind of person that's there and you know, I think that's kind of like we were talking about earlier with the the Kentucky Renaissance and, and entertainment and music. I think it takes a place like that to have guys like this come out of it. You know, to being yeah. being exposed to to these kinds of people and and uh, it's just a different way of living, a different way of growing up. Well, you know, we get that answer a lot about you know it's it's the people and it's I think it's maybe been that's been the answer every single one of these we we've done and. Mm-hmm. I like that you say it's a certain kind of asshole, too, because I got a little bit of a story that I think sums that up. Uh, You know, a good friend of mine who I was just talking to on the phone for a couple hours last night, and he's telling me about how, you know, so he likes to fish, and he's driving up now. He lives in northern Kentucky now. He's uh, he's driving up and down the road all the time, and he's been on this little pond over there that's clearly marked private property, but he (laughs) likes to fish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he drives by, and he's like, I know there's some damn good fish in there. And so yeah. finally, one day he pulls over and he goes in there and he casts his line. And the old man who, who, you know, owns the pond, I guess, comes over and says, you're trespassing and just fucking attacks his ass and beats the shit out nah, of him. Like, nah, yeah. like, and, and you know, my buddy that, you know, my buddy, like when we were back in high school, ain't nobody would mess with him because he would take everybody down. Like that's how strong, you know, and wiry this dude was. So he get you know so he calls me up and he's like George I just got the shit kicked out of me because I fished in this old man's pond it was clearly marked no trespassing it was my fault he called the cops and you know they came out and they said you know what we're not going to throw your ass in jail because you clearly got punished tonight mm-hmm. and um and so 
then about two weeks later, he sends me a video of he's this guy's on the Cincinnati News because he beat the shit out of somebody else. Really? Yeah, totally. And and so anyway, that's the kind of guy in Kentucky that you know. Yeah. Like, even there's a lot of assholes, sure, but they're interesting assholes. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's, uh, that, that, that's Kentucky for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, well, I, don't know, I can't say it because it's too offensive, but the, the whole effort right and the P guy that was on the news that would jump in front of people, you know, being interviewed. Remember that guy? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? talking about? The what? Yeah, the guy from that was That was a Kentucky guy. Did you know that? Yeah. Who? He was a, he was a Covington guy. What yeah, are you, talking yeah. About? you have to look yeah, it up later. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, tell the story. The, the guy, I can't say it though, because if my wife listens, she'll be like, "I can't believe you said what that guy said." This guy <laughs> would go; he would just drive around Northern Kentucky and and Cincinnati looking for for live TV people doing stand up. You know, we're live outside the bank, blah 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 blah. And as they were doing their stand up, he would jump in front of them and just yell, <laughs> "F a right in the pussy!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. And, yes. I've you, seen that. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. yes, yeah. I've seen interviewed. it. I apologize. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yes. that's a Kentucky guy. Yeah. And I don't think we ever got the credit that we deserve for that. And then the the, the guy that got famous on YouTube that was the, your big dick daddy from Cincinnati, he was actually from Erlanger. So I'm oh. like, see, you, you should have given Kentucky credit on that big dick daddy. That, uh, well, here's to it. Here's to him, brother. That's yeah. Uh, raise raise your glasses to, to your big dick daddy from Cincinnati, who's from Erlanger. <laughs> well, Brian Schmidt, buddy, it's good to see your face. Yeah, it's good to talk to you guys. I appreciate y'all having me on. I hope that uh, I hope it was uh, as good as nice for y'all. Uh, listen, we, we we've we've maintained from the beginning that we don't really care. I mean, yeah. we just want we just want to we just want to have some laughs and talk to people we want to talk. Hey, to. Hey, listen, and, I tell you, there's it, gonna, I think there's more and more of that, especially after Corona and all that. I mean, it's certainly made me be more appreciative of the time that we have, and I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked to and the number of times I've thought, you know, what, screw it, I'm just going to do it. You know, because you, you really don't know, you know, especially after all the stuff that someone's have, so many of us have been through over the last year. Yeah. You just don't know, so. I think it's great. Well, no, that's exactly why we started doing this crap is because, you know, let's just do it. And so mm-hmm. here we are, and there you are. And Son, take care of yourself, and uh, we'll sign off. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the Chill Billies podcast on Apple, Google, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. If you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe and give us a review. As always, a special thanks to the young Jake Schmidt, our show producer and a big thanks to Steve Ross Gilly, the bass player for steel wool for composing our music for us. All right, then check you later.